how do we differentiate and how do we really know if somebody is aligned with us? And it, it keeps coming into my head and I'll share it and, then, and I'll ask you to answer it is that is a good book I read every day, fruit. The fruit tells us about the root. The fruit of an apple tree sometimes as an example will come out and it's just perfect. It's round, it's bright, it's red. But every once in a while you'll go to a tree and it's just, they're knotted and they're misshaped, the apples, and they're smaller or they're, they could be deformed or whatever it might be. And I'll never forget when I lived in Penticton and the orcharder told me one time, it has nothing to do about the fruit. That tree's root is not healthy. And I need to go in and deal with the roots and help get the root healthy. And then the fruit will come out and be fixed. So how do we know if someone's roots are, are healthy when we're, we're looking at a person? Because we all pretend, and it's so easy for us to, to in a moment, be something we're not. And ultimately, I come back to this word, it's about the habits. It's about the rituals that people are doing. The character is formed by our rituals that drive our results. The root comes down to what are they doing daily, consistently? Look into that. And I think this is an important thing for us as we, as we move to, you know, bring kind of a conclusion to this power of proximity. How do we know if someone's being truthful with us? How do we know if this is who they are? Well, what I've kind of, it's popping in my head right now is that the, the overall attitude of a person, the character of a person is not done once. It's done repeatedly. And that's what we need to look into is what are they doing repeatedly to get their fruit? The fruit, if it needs words to explain it, it's probably not the truth. It should just ooze out, right? The actions that they're doing without words will show it. If someone has a, a certain physique, you can tell what activities have been done to get that type of physique, just as a simple example, right? Uh, Couch potato shows what habits and actions. A Olympic athlete shows what they've been doing. You don't have to ask. So what do you guys think about that? How do we know that we're aligned with somebody? What would you say would be the words of wisdom you'd give to our listeners today to really know who they should be choosing to be in proximity to? to make a good choice. You first, Bob. I want to learn from you. Hit us. <laughs> good luck learning from me, my friend. Well, one of my, one of my uh, things that I teach uh, leaders on uh, is emotional intelligence. We're not, taught about, we're not taught about our emotions when we're children. Uh, you know, of course, you have, you have your seven basic emotions like happiness and sadness or, and joy and and uh, fear and those sorts of things. But there's actually a very complex web of emotions that are very subtle emotions. And there's actually, I think the number is uh, 48. One of the models I looked at, we had 48 different emotions. 
And so, Heath, in answer to your question about how, how do we know whether we're aligned with somebody, I think we look at our emotions. So if we, during the interaction with somebody, if we're feeling fulfilled with the conversation or happy with the conversation or inspired by the conversation or excited by the conversation, you know, on the positive side of the emotional paradigm, because emotions are divided up, positive emotions and negative emotions, then we're probably on the right track. <clears throat> so if you have friends around you and they're inspiring you, they're contributing significant things to your life and you feel significant around them, you're happy with them, they make you laugh, you're feeling fulfilled with those relationships, you're probably on the right track. But if, if you're feeling de-energized, that your, your energy is lower than, than after the interaction than, than uh, it was before the interaction, if you're feeling sad after the conversation, if you're feeling uninspired, the negative side of things, then you're probably on the wrong track. The same thing with clients and vendors and people that you do uh, that you interact in the business world with if they're not bringing you that inspiration that joy that significance then you're probably not aligned and i also like Heath, what you said about the root it is the root so people are not necessarily the way they are today because of things that are happening today it's the way things that happened to them when they were children and experiences they've had that made them the people that they are today but you're probably not going to change that in clients you're not going to be able to change their history change their paradigms um, very easily or readily so um, that's something to consider as well it's like even though the person is not a good fit for you right now it's not like i don't think it's our role to try to change them either necessarily at that time you might feel differently though about your friends your close friends so i have had close friends that are that having not looked in the mirror, not reflected a lot on their past, had not had no one hold them accountable. And once you get into those discussions with them, they can change. People can change and do change. So uh, some people are worth putting, putting the time and effort into. You don't necessarily toss them out in my estimation, but um, sometimes you have to. Mm. You know, it's interesting. That you you were talking about this, you know, that, that feeling that you get coming out of that interaction is a positive or negative or, you know, however, I forget the words, the exact words you were defined, but that's what I heard, kind of the positive energy or the negative energy or lower energy. And I, I have, I have found, and this, it kind of complicates things for me a little bit, but sometimes I've come out of conversations and that person actually could be in alignment with my standards, but because of the self-talk that was going on, and the stuff that I'm working through, I came out in a lower energy, the energy state. Um, and then only in hindsight, I was like, oh, that's because I was trying too hard or was not being true to myself, right? Uh, so it, it kind of adds a little bit of complexity there, but I, I, I totally agree with you. There, there's so much energy. That's why, that's why the, the virtual visits are hard right now, right? Because I'm getting a percentage of the energy that I would normally feel if I'm sitting across from the table from you the the things that i i use in addition to what you shared bob is is seeing how people act in the in, in a moment of challenge or crisis oh good one good one <laughs> like I, I i've learned a lot about myself all three of us have gone through divorce you know that's that's a that's a that's a crisis right that's a that's Ooh. an emotional financial all of that 
um, spiritual crisis. And uh, to see how I go through that, to see how others go through that, um, that tells me a lot of their character, how they handle themselves in those moments where things aren't perfect. And another thing that I love to do, I do this a lot in, as long as uh, video's fine, but definitely in person. You were, you were talking about emotional IQ, and I'll, I'll use another term. I don't know if this, this exists or not, but I'm, I'm calling it emotional radar. And, and as you asked the, the question, Heath, I realized this is something that I consistently do. I do emotional radar, right? The radar is where you're, you're pinging, right? Like that, you know, you, you, the, the, you know, like the wells, right? They'll, they'll make a noise or a dolphin will make a noise and they'll, it'll come back, right? But that's sonar, excuse me. Emotional sonar, that's what we're calling it, emotional sonar. So what I'll do is in a conversation, I'll take one of those things that are important to me, one of those core values or standards, and I'll hit them with a question about it or a story about it. Right? Like, like on a date, I'll get deep real fast. You know, and, I, and, and I'll share something that is heartfelt. And it could be business. It could be in all these areas of my life. But I'll hit them with that ping. And I'll see what, what comes back. Right? And you can see it in their body language. Sometimes people like will buckle over like, whoa, that's too heavy. Right? I can't handle that. <laughs> right? And it's really interesting. And it gives me an opportunity to kind of peel back that onion, right? So is it too heavy because they're just not ready to talk about that right now? Totally understandable. Or is it too heavy because they could just care less, right? And when I find that it's the care less, like in, you know, in business conversations, when I'm you know, out there networking and I talk about just my family and my focus on spending time with my family and not being constantly grinding, if they don't ping back in a way that resonates with me, not a fit. Like I know they're probably an amazing businessman or business, uh, businesswoman, but um, they're not someone who I'd be, be wanting to, you know, to have further conversations with because they don't, right? The sonar is not, it's, it's too mushy, right? It's not hard enough of a response. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that I do um, in addition to what, what Bob had shared. Wow. Thanks. I have been blessed by you two today just so much. Um, what I'm hearing is that, in a simple way is that fire purifies is what you just said. And that, you know, the truth about people and the character comes out when there's a little bit of heat put on a good question. will bring out the truth. A truthful response is quite easy to see with how they, and that's that first reaction. What's that body doing? And, you know, those are some of the things that we we've studied together through different courses, uh, Nathan and learning those things and you Bob have taught me many of these things over the years so I know a real simple one I always do now I'm a nutcase golfer golf is like fire it brings out the character of a person <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and unfortunately it's brought out a lot of bad in me at times but I'll tell you it is an example of something that you can do that's so simple but an interview on a golf course, you'll know if they're a cheater. You'll know if they take life seriously. You'll know if they're... they're can, I, can I share a story with you as we wrap? That's yeah. totally in line with all of this? Okay. This is, the, the, this, is, this is a great example of that, the, the relationship not working. And, and it was a direct... It came out of golf. So yeah. early on in my career, like, you know, I was, I was, I was a full-time college student. I was doing 20 units, university student, right? And um, had, it was newly married and I had a newborn. 
So this is my senior year of, of, of university. And I was going, going, going. I was selling life insurance during the days I wasn't in school. I was waiting tables at night and then, you know, full-time uh, uh, school load. So w- uh, one of the things with life insurance is you build relationships on the golf course, especially out here in Nashville in the South, right? They're playing golf, no socks. I, for some reason that stood out. Penny loafers, no socks. And, and they're out there playing golf. So there was this doctor that I had been trying to get in with. <clears throat> And I'd met him for, for coffee. And in the conversation, he mentioned he was, he was playing golf uh, like the next weekend. I don't play golf. <laughs> I, the, the most I had played was with a friend in high school. We'd chip in the morning. You know, we'd go out and play, I don't know, nine holes. But that was it. I'd done it maybe three or four times. So here I am, hungry to make money and support my family, you know, hungry to fit in. Right, this I I wasn't putting people through my standards. I was just trying to fit into theirs, right? And uh, and and so I said, "Hey, I'd love to join you." I said, "Oh, great! Right, meet us here on this day and, and uh, bring your own stuff." So now, then I go home. Now I'm hustling, trying to find someone who's got golf clubs because I don't have them. I don't even know where to get them. You know, so get, I get shoes, golf clubs. End up meeting with this golf his, this doctor and his his four group of friends, and we go out riding or we go out uh, playing. And within the first three holes, you know, balls, my ball's like, shh, just beam, just going all over the course, water hazards. I'm, uh, I think by the ninth hole, um, I was cursing on the course. Um, you know, I was trying to drink to relax. Um, it was a horrible experience. I just remember, I don't even think I said goodbye to the guy. Like it was just, it was such a horrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? I wasn't going by my standards. I was trying to force proximity as opposed to letting it flow. Right? <laughs> I'm not a golfer. So that's not a place for me to, to, to work on proximity. Um, anyways, I just, as you were sharing that, Heath, I just like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Golf, <laughs> golf and crisis will show you who you really are. Well, well said. said. You know, and it's something that uh, I think that. Um, I'd like to take a crack at just trying to sort of summarize what we've learned and the uncommon truth is about our conversa- conversation today about the power of proximity and the importance of the people and the relationships that we have in our life and how it, how it has an impact on us. And it really influences the direction and the trajectory of where we go. So the uncommon truth about relationships is that they matter a lot in, the, in all three of our lives. And that these old wise tales are true, right? Who we hang with is what we'll become. The food that we eat will affect our life and our health. And that those of a feather do flock together. These are all true statements. And really, who we hang with is what we're going to become. And that focus on surrounding ourselves with people that have the fruit that we want. So that if we really want to have the fruit that somebody has, well, then we need to focus on what they're doing and just copy them. What are the habits? What are the rituals that they're doing? Do that. And we're going to end up having the fruit that they have. If we want to be around happy people, 
that happiness is going to rub off because we're going to start to do and think and ultimately then say what they say and and end up in that type of attitude and that that really dictates our altitude of life so i've really learned from you both today the uncommon truth that it is true i need to continue to raise my standard seek after surrounding myself with men like you that have character that are vulnerable that are truthful that we can have these types of conversations so that i can grow and ultimately give what i've gotten from you those are the three things that i think that are really the truths here is that we got to be committed to growing and surrounding ourselves with good people so that we have more to give and then from that we're going to get that ideal form of life and the the fruit that we want from it so i just the very beginning of this discussion we alluded to the point that the quality of our life is directly related to the quality of our questions and i think the most important question we can ask is who am i going to surround myself with who is going to bring me a new nugget that's going to transform my life and here at the uncommon truth we want to help people through transition and help transform lives through the renewing of our minds so with that guys i want to thank you for today thank you for the the wisdom that you've shared and in helping us understand the importance and the power of proximity thank you for listening today we welcome you to visit us at www.theuncommontruth.life and find the uncommon truth on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Until next time, God bless.